Hey there, welcome back. It's Kathleen and you're listening to This Insecure Life. Oh boy. So usually I come into these and I'm like, woo, I'm great, at least in some regards. And um, <laughs> just with the discussion that I end up getting emotional because that that's how I am as, as we've come to know. Um, every type of emotion comes out through my eyes. However, I just had a conversation I knew was coming and in not bad per se, um, necessary and full of love and care and concern, but just upsetting. And so I took a few minutes, um, I think about 20 and, and cried a little and I'm still not feeling, um, fantastic, but I'm trying this thing where I don't let the overwhelming overwhelm me. Um, I think they call it compartmentalizing, (laughs) which I'm not very good at. And I don't necessarily think is, um, a great overall uh, way to live your life, to, to have tiny compartments everywhere. I'm pretty open across the board in, in everything I do because separating myself into these weird pieces just doesn't feel right for me. But um, there's a time and there's a place and there's benefit to being able to set things into boxes place them to the side and uh, keep on keeping on. So if (laughs) you haven't seen this yet, um, perhaps you don't um, work on Instagram, (laughs) but there is a, it's not, it's not even a meme. It's just um, a statement, a graphic going around saying there's three months left of 2020, so like take that risk, dive in essentially, which I bring up because it ties into what I'm going to talk about. And so we have, we've talked about this in a couple different ways. Um, I think it's episode 34, 35 uh, that I really dive into this idea that 15% is sort of, sort of good enough. And this is just another angle, um, based on someone else (laughs) where if you haven't listened to that episode, it's just basically like do the things because doing something is better than doing nothing. Um, which has been the journey of this podcast, (laughs) but I, um, I don't even know when I got this book. I have a stack of books that I'm slowly working my way through. Um, And I just started reading this one because it jumped out at me like one day, two weeks ago, I guess. It didn't look too big. Um, It's bright, shiny, beautiful. And... (laughs) just resonated with me based on the title and, and what I have been, I think, 
don't want to say struggling with, but reflecting on the last couple months in particular. So it is called Brave Not Perfect by Reshma Sojani. Um, she's the founder and CEO of Girls Who Code. Uh, it is a New York Times bestselling author. And I guess, I guess I'll just read some of the things on the back, the, what people are saying about Brave Not Perfect. Um, I love this book. It has timely message for girls and women of all ages. Perfection isn't just impossible, but worst, it's insidious. The prose is so clear, so honest, you feel like you're sitting across from Reshma sharing stories. Angela Duckworth. Which, honestly, is very, very true. Um, the book itself isn't preachy. It has honest stories from... Reshma and also people that she has met along the way. It has some great strategies at the end of it to sort of work through all the little pieces of fear that hold us back um, with some tangible examples. If you have fear about X, then maybe try doing Y and build up to X. And this has honestly, I've, I've, this book, <laughs> um, I've recommended to, I think, almost every woman in my life. Um, it has made me think a lot about when I stopped taking risks, when that fear crept in, when I let perfectionism uh, take over, which is funny because if you've listened to 30 seconds of this podcast, you know it is by far not... Um, perfect in any way, shape, or form. There are a whole bunch of uh, flaws that um, I'm working on. And I was talking to friends last night about what continuing on with this podcast has been for me, why I started it, how I started it. Um, the knowledge I have, it's not that I necessarily can't edit, but sometimes I can't edit. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed by it needing to be perfect that nothing would happen then. And so, yeah, and like I've said before, and I've had people say, sometimes it sounds like a therapy session, and you know what? If this passion project of mine is therapy for me and other people listen or don't listen, then good for them. Um, I heard that one of my close friends, um, when they said that to me, I, I was very taken aback and felt like then I, oh shit, I really need to adjust what I'm doing. And that's why no one's listening. And the truth is my numbers dropped off when I stopped really doing this how I wanted to do it. <laughs> that's I mean, I can, I can go back and look at the stats for that. That's 100% what happened. And that's not the first time. Um, I don't have a lot of answers for when I stopped taking as many risks as I used to. Um, I don't have answers for when society finally got in my head completely and, and instilled this fear of you need to be quiet and petite and... If it's not perfect, then it's it's not good enough. Um, especially if you are a woman, 
um, mostly if you're a woman. <laughs> and um, I guess it doesn't really matter when, whether I was four or seven or 15, that that all became very solid in my mind. Um, what matters is moving forward and starting to find ways to break out of this perfection idea and being scared of failure because the truth is I'm 31 and my life you know is not what other 31 year olds lives look like <laughs> 2019 or 1950 it, it does not look the same um and that in itself people could say is a failure um and a lot of times, or not a lot of times, but sometimes, and previously to me starting recording, um, that is definitely the headset and the mindset I got into, that I feel like a failure, that I am not productive, that I'm not at those places that I thought I would be, and that can be really disheartening. But there's also times when I have had conversations with friends in very different places than I am and left just being so, so grateful for um, my life and the experiences I've been able to have. <laughs> and I think it's those moments that are really eye-opening. And I do have a fear of failure and I do have a fear of not being perfect and I don't necessarily have a plan to get out of this so essentially I guess this this episode is to say read this book um grave not perfect read it if you have suggestions for how you have gotten out of I don't want to say a rut but out of um society's box of, uh, you know, staying in your comfort zone, being fearful, um, because that feels more natural and normal than taking a risk. Let me know, please get in touch. Um, I think my plan right now, I had, I had some things I wanted to do in 2019. Some of them I've done. There are a few that are still sort of on that checklist, um, one is completing my website. It's mostly done. It's just I need to um, finish it off, and it's not. It's not going to be perfect, and uh, hopefully, I will be able to get in touch and do some kind of trade with um, an up-and-coming web designer, so that she can work on it, and I can give her some um, my. Um, professional help on the other end and we can do a trade that benefits us both <laughs> but that's that's one of the things that by the end of this year I will have completed and I am going to make other strategies to help me sort of move through this next phase and this this is where my words might get minced so um, I do apologize in advance but it sounds 
And it always sounds selfish to say there are things that I'm going to prioritize for me, but that is essentially what my life is. I, I have a cat. I have my lovely Bobbin and she is always a priority. Um, I have clients. Um, I have family, but, but it's me. And so in order to take care of me, I need to have some healthier coping mechanisms and easy lists to go through too so that a decision fatigue doesn't kick in because it happens a lot for women um, in particular where you make 18 million decisions by nine o'clock and then you're tired and you can't make some of those harder decisions and it happens to me all the time so finding ways to cut down on that um i kind of just want to make a list that I could like post on my wall of like fun things you enjoy doing <laughs> like read a book um go for a walk take some photos and then things that are going to be a little bit more enriching right so um <laughs> I re-downloaded Duolingo and I'm going to try and learn Greek and French again um weird that Greek has been a little bit easier, but I think that's normal. I think when there's no, no expectations, right? When you take a risk and there's zero expectations of where it's going to go, you always surprise yourself a little bit more than when you have expectations. So little life lessons there. Um, but I also want to make up a list of just like things to do daily, <laughs> things to do weekly, things to do monthly and I can just like look at it and do the things versus constantly having to remember what they are and maybe these are techniques and things that you guys already do and if you are already on that please give yourself a round of applause a pat on the back like do a little whoop whoop because honestly I think it's amazing um I have a lot of skills and um, talents and passions and sometimes I have passions that aren't necessarily talents um, but it isn't hopeless and failure isn't a bad word um, I had a really hard conversation in some ways uh, with a friend earlier this week, last week, end of last week, I guess, and um, I wasn't thrilled on how she responded to what I said because this just comes back to words, right? It's all about words and it's all about perception and how we talk about things and the connotations and denotations are really important. So when you call a man a leader but you call a woman bossy um, for having the exact same personality traits that means something and so I um, use the word damage in regards to how I feel about myself sometimes and saying like no I am um, and some of the things I've gone to have fundamentally changed who I am and that that's that's damage right like that is that is how I perceive that. Um, I am not the same person I was before I went through X. And I think they were taking it as a 
well, you're being negative about this, but I don't see it as that. I can't be who I was before. Um, and trying to be that, trying to be this perfect image that I thought I was before, that I wasn't even perfect anyways, um, does more damage and, and more harm. Um, not, even, not damage, but more harm than just recognizing that this incident severely damaged me. It, it changed my perception it, of the world. It changed my perception of who I am. And it's not a bad thing. It just means I am not the same anymore. And so it is scary to have these conversations with people. Um, and it's nerve wracking because that's how miscommunications occur. But if you don't take the risk in having the conversation, then you don't get the reward of having that person as a friend, right? You don't get the reward of being able to support a friend when they have these hard conversations with you. You can't actually build the bonds of connection and friendship and relationship um, without taking some kind of risk. And we take risks every day, right? Waking up and leaving my apartment crossing a street, that's a risk. <laughs> like if you invest, that's a risk. If you quit your job without having something lined up, risk. Um, you eat at a restaurant, you're taking a risk. You don't know how that food was actually prepared. <laughs> like there's, there's just risk in being human. And, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to appear perfect. And come off in a certain way and sure there's benefit to having a very solid um, tight aesthetically pleasing brand but there's also I think more of a benefit to sometimes letting that veneer shift and just being who you are because that's when essentially the bat signal goes up and the people who are supposed to come and be in your life are able to actually find you. And when I say that, I, I'm not, again, that can be business relationships, <laughs> it can be romantic, it can be friendship. Um, and it sounds like your vibe attracts your, I'm not going to say that word because it's terrible and white appropriative um of people who actually live in tribes <laughs> but um it's like that saying right it's that you got to put it out there and but no like I have had some of the most meaningful connections in my life and I'm sure some of these people don't even remember having the conversations with me but when I've been in places of despair and taking that risk and having a conversation with someone who wasn't close to me but could tell and also I let them know that I wasn't in a great place because again there's no risk there's no um, expectation of how they're going to respond and it's easy to say 
well, we weren't friends anyway, so why would they care? But those moments, and again, these people probably don't even remember them on their side, but they got me through. And this isn't super dramatic. It's just life stuff when you're not sure where to turn and not sure who to talk to. Um, And people just can sense that. (laughs) Or you have MSN Messenger and you put a song lyric in that people... (laughs) are able to interpret. Um, But yeah, so 20 minutes of me saying, let's take risks. Let's try and toss that perfectionism to the side. Um, We don't need to be fearless. We just need to do the things, right? And so if you have access to a library or if you know someone with a copy, um, Brave Not Perfect, Reshma Sujani, I recommend if you're looking for like Christmas gifts for your like best friends, um, daughters, fuck anyone essentially. I mean, you can give it to men, but they don't really need the message. But if you like anyone on that other side, um, it's a great book and. I want to be able to take these risks with you and I appreciated anyone who has taken this risk with me and put in any sort of time to listen and share and encourage you're great I adore you if you want to peace out peace out if you want to take a breath with me let's take a breath together bye guys